Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All emotions are normal. There's not a positive or a negative. There, there are emotions that we like to feel more often, but life has ebbs and flows, and it's not actually natural to always be happy. And so when we are driving to always be happy and there's a day where we feel really low or depressed or sad and we try to escape it, like that's not healthy. And Mm. it's actually learning that we don't have to try and escape to our happiness, but embrace it. Welcome to Think Gold Media. I am your host, Ivory Frimpong, and here on the Think Gold Podcast, I interview guests who come from all walks of life. We talk about topics ranging from spirituality and the deeper meaning behind life, all the way to topics like dealing with adversity and overcoming failure. Ultimately, my goal is to reach beyond social norms and have conversations with people that you wouldn't normally hear on a daily basis. If I can inspire one person, just one person to take away something from this episode, then this platform has done its job. If this is your first time tuning in, I welcome you to the Think Gold family and I urge you to follow us on all social media platforms at Think Gold Media. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy today's episode and Think Gold. One of the reasons I wanted you on the podcast is because first off, um, knowing you as a person, right. And, um, obviously through Hunter is, is a big thing, but one of the things that stuck in my mind is that one time you spoke in church when we were at pastor Mook's church over in South Kingston. And I was like, yo, Hunter, like she is a profound speaker. Right. And I was like, Whoa, but it wasn't just like you being so profound. It was like, you were so calm and and speaking. Mm -hmm. And you seemed very wise beyond your years. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Fast forward to today, you know, you have um, some life coaching that you're trying to get into. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I want to do with Think Gold, I'm going a little bit of a rant here, but it's like, I want to give a platform, not just for myself and people to come on the podcast, but I also want to give a platform to other people, you know, it's the idea that like, there's abundance out there, right? So if there's another like personal growth brand or, you know, Jill, you start a personal growth brand, Hunter starts a personal growth brand. Like now what I want to do is like, come on, come on the podcast and let's like, let's share right. it. Like, yeah, I I love that. That Today on the Think Gold podcast, we have a special, special guest. I think this is going to be one of the better episodes. We've had a lot of men on the podcast, but today <laughs> we have none other than Jill Gorgas. She is a strong believer in God a true authentic human being, now a life coach and mentor, Hawaii living, surfing, uh, newly wedded to one of my best friends. <laughs> she just got married, guys, to one of my best friends, Hunter Gorgas. Welcome to the podcast, Jill. Thanks, Ivory. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Jill, I don't know. Did you legally change your last name or is it... <laughs> I felt weird. I I'm not gonna lie. I felt weird saying Gorgas. I Gorgas. know it's so strange. <laughs> it hasn't like hit me. I keep asking married couples. I'm like, when does it hit that you have a yeah. new last name? And maybe it never will. I don't know, but it is legal. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I remember like, because you know Amanda played soccer at uh, Rhode Island, and one of the games yeah. she went to like New York to play, and like the sideline there, like the home sideline was 
they looked up Amanda's Instagram. Because, you know, when you go to away games, they're, like, just saying the most craziest, outlandish oh stuff gosh. ever, right? They looked up her Instagram and saw that, like, I was her boyfriend. And they're like, <laughs> what type of last name is Frimpong? Do you really want Are the you last serious? name Frimpong? <laughs> And I was just like, that I'm not so even gonna funny. lie. My last name is. I was like, I'm not gonna lie. It, I don't blame you if you don't want my last name. She was like, Oh my Stop god, it. stop it! Yeah, <laughs> I went back and forth, and I'm really happy to country's last name. And also, people mistake it for gorgeous, so I'll take mm. it. You know, mm, we'll take that. So, like I alluded to earlier, the reason I have Jill on the podcast today is because at the end of the day, she is someone who is thinking gold. You know, what is what is thinking gold? We all heard that, but truly to me, it means she's just continuing to strive for the best version of herself, you know, and she's taking the steps to truly be, you know, who God had envisioned her to be. And I think that's what's most important. And I think we're never there yet, right? Like we're never just there, mm-hmm. but it's a journey. And I think, sure. you know, I want to talk about that journey with you. And, you know, now you starting morning moon coaching and you're getting into so many different things and now you're in Hawaii and you just got married. It's like, you know, I can see the impact God is, is having on your life. And I, and I want to just expound on that. So first yeah. and foremost, broad question, Jill, I'm just going to okay. ask it. How has God impacted your life from just a, an overall standpoint? Huge question. Let's see. I would say was thinking about this question and I think the biggest thing that came to mind was freedom. Like the Lord has impacted every area of my life, my relationships, my family, my career, my personality even. But I think the biggest thing he's done for me has been to set me free, like set me free from shame, from fear, from so many things that I've dealt with. And just, I feel like I'm, to be able to walk in the freedom that the Lord has given me is amazing. Like, I feel like you'll never be the same when you experience this type of freedom. Hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I think that would be the biggest way that he has impacted my life for sure. I'm sure some of that freedom feels a little better in Hawaii too, right? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I actually was blessed enough to go to um, Jill's wedding a couple months ago, not a couple months ago. That was back in, what was that? Feels like it. August. August, August. yeah. August. And uh, actually, one of my best friends, Hunter Gorgas, he played tight end with me at the University of Rhode Island. And he's Mm -hmm. Jill's husband. And he invited me to the wedding. I was the best man there. Beautiful wedding. Beautiful, beautiful Mm -hmm. wedding. And actually, I think, honestly, my favorite part was the day before. Really? That was one of my favorite parts. Yeah, it was the day before. Because it was everybody was gathered together and everybody had a moment just to say something that mm. you know say how they felt about you guys and say you know how what you meant to them and i think um all your friends just had it was like god with that <laughs> point they were like basically mm-hmm. before i met jill i was this and then like i met jill and i was like we were just like one and and, and she just helped oh, me yeah. become a better being it was like everybody was saying that you helped them become mm-hmm. a better human being and so Fast forward today, right? Now you're 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 married and you're living in Hawaii, right? Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to touch on that. Like you're you live yeah. You grew up in in Massachusetts, right? And now you're in Hawaii. Like talk to me through. <laughs> it's far. <laughs> so when we were 
um, I don't even know if we were engaged yet. I think we were already engaged and deciding like, what do we want once we get married? And I wanted to just start somewhere fresh. And we talked about it and Hunter was on the same page. Like, what if we moved somewhere and just literally started over together? And I feel like for some, we got some advice that was like, don't do it. Like, <laughs> don't leave community. But also mm. other advice was like, do it, like do move away, like do it while you have nothing kind of holding you down in a way. And so we talked and he has a second cousin on the big Island, which is where we originally moved to. And we were, we kind of just talked to them and we prayed about it. And we were like, let's freaking go to Hawaii for a year, however long. And so we did it and we got there. And so we were working on their coffee farm. Um, oh and let's just say we found out the Lord is not calling us. we got out of it real quick and we moved to oahu which is where we are now on honolulu which is super beautiful the weather i'm like bro it's crazy i'm jealous and we both hate winter so just like kind of aligned we love the beach but it's definitely challenging being super far away from family yeah i was gonna say i mean leaving everything that you're comfortable with was mm -hmm. the mindset going to Hawaii obviously it's a beautiful place was it was it like we're gonna try to do this on our own was there some type of what was like the was there a, a mindset goal that you guys had of like hey we're gonna go out mm -hmm. there and we're gonna become this or you know try to do this or was it like more so just not really putting too much thought into it and just just leaving mm -hmm. I think it was more of like an adventure mindset. Like we just got married. We don't necessarily love Massachusetts. Uh, we love our family, but we, we kind of thought like, why not? And I've always had some sort of draw to Hawaii. Um, mm. And I think like when Hunter was the one that brought that up, I was like, what the heck? Like, let's do it. So honestly, there wasn't tons of, thought like we did pray about it and we felt a lot of peace about it but it wasn't like this very calculated or like no formula we're like let's do it and hmm. so we did it so so how <laughs> do you guys know, how do you guys know the coffee farm wasn't for you like what was that like i can't even first of all you said <laughs> hunter's second cousin i don't know why i picture like a big like moana dude like <laughs> no. hunter come on <laughs> <laughs> no so they it's his so it's his mom's first cousin her name's marisa and she lives there with her husband and their kids and they moved there so they're from the mainland and they moved here like a couple years ago now and mm. bought like this land that has the coffee farm on it so basically it was me and hunter with our like this strap that had a big bucket and we were out in the field, like picking coffee beans oh my goodness. all day. Um, and it's hard work. Like, I think we definitely romanticized like, Oh my God, we're going to be in Hawaii on a farm, like whatever. And it was so beautiful. We were on a volcano. Oh my God. Um, and there were like every fruit tree you could imagine. Like it was paradise. Um, but it was definitely very hard work and just some logistical things. Um, weren't working out so we were like we came to Oahu for a weekend and we're like what if we like what if you know and we just kind of worked it out with Hunter's job and it all happened what is what is one piece of advice you'd give to somebody traveling you know with their significant other to a to a new place I right would say maybe it's ooh, this is like if you're traveling or not traveling communication is key like if you aren't 
we this has been a time where we like communicated very well I think from the beginning of our relationship but moving to a new place traveling together like never having done that for this much time you know what I mean it's like been a total game changer and I think that is like the biggest thing communicate if you're upset with each other communicate if someone's annoying you communicate like just Hmm. talk through everything because that is how we have grown and we have discovered so much about each other and yeah it can be hard like especially leaving family um getting married moving right away like a completely new place you know no one it's like you only have each other so that's been a really cool thing that i think has brought so i want to jump into morning moon coaching right but just talk talk it out you know no, that communication is key to, to every relationship. And I think that's, For sure. it's, it's probably way more important. You know, I, I got to witness Hunter being baptized. But before I do that, I kind of want to touch on one last point here, because I know I don't want to gloss over the fact of just how special your and Hunter's relationship is, right? Hunter's long haired, uh, musical playing, spiritually filled, free. He's just a free soul, free spirit. And Jill, you just compliment him so well. And I know you guys are both strong believers in God and have strong faith. How has faith played a role in your relationship with Hunter? And I want to touch mm-hmm. on that just for, you know, even in my relationship or, you know, people who are in relationships, like how they incorporate faith in their relationship, I think is important. Mm-hmm. So how has that, you know, how has that faith played a role in your relationship? That's huge. I think if you know me well, you know that I've never had a boyfriend before Hunter. So I was, wasn't like too serious. I've always just been like lighthearted and easygoing and was never necessarily like searching too hard for my person. But I think that first of all, before dating Hunter, like I, I think this is a very common thing for single people. It's like, desiring to be with someone and desiring to find the person, desiring the Lord to bring you your partner for life. And I think what was really special for me was that I found my sweet spot with the Lord before Mm. ever meeting Hunter. It wasn't, wasn't too worried about like, Oh, who like, am I the person I want to be married to? Or am I like, I need to grow more. I need I'm like, let's just chill out. And I just found my sweet spot with the Lord and just, really learned how to rely and lean on him. And I think doing that, and when I met Hunter, I was in such a place where it was just so natural. Like it just fell into place. And I think that was really cool. It wasn't super um, strategic or like, I don't know. It was just natural because I was in a place for myself that was just like open to whatever the Lord wanted for me. Hmm. Um, And of course it, it works different for everyone, but I don't know. That was a really special thing. And I think that, I am super proud of myself for finding that sweet spot before I met him. And that even set me up better to be with him of like, I think it's easy in relationships to become fully dependent on your person and really like, they won't satisfy like our hunter can't bring me joy. Like he can make me happy. You know what I mean? Or he can help, help me in life. And he does so much, but I think really like we have to be fully dependent on God and he has to be our source of joy and our source of 
where we lean on if we're financially lacking or if we're Hmm. scared or like, you know what I mean? And of course that person, and eventually if you get married, you become one. It's like you're doing that journey together. Um, But sometimes I feel like we expect too much out of our significant other when really we're, we should go to God. Hmm. That is speaking to me right there. I think that's, that's an amazing Mm. point. And I think almost too, is like, you got to have that, that love for yourself and that foundation within yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. I always say, I think I saw it with, this might be a bad example, but I remember Will Smith and Jada Smith were talking about like, they're not responsible for each other's happiness. Will Mm -hmm. Smith is, he's happy. Jada Smith, she's individually happy. Then they come together and they just share you know, that happiness with each other. Right. Mm. And it's not so much as like, you need someone to, to light your candle. Right. It's more so, right. you know, you guys are both letting you guys come together to have a bigger flame. You know, I think we can, it's definitely easier said than done because a lot, a lot for of times sure. there's so many times where I'm just, you look for that person for that flame. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think you just got to remind yourself of, you know, I have it without needing anything external. And uh, mm. I think you touched on that. But yeah, going into morning moon coaching now, right? Um, mm. and, and like I said, what I want to do here within Gold is like, I want to promote people and I want to give people a platform. And I think morning moon coaching is truly beautiful. And one thing that I want to say, Jill, is I want to say, I had Think Gold in my mind when I was sophomore in college, right? And I was shooting out the gate. I was fire, fire. I was so, so passionate about it. So excited. Started recording some podcasts. COVID came and I really used COVID as a time to like sell apparel, really dive into some interesting Mm -hmm. guests. And then after COVID, you know, I went back to college and it was like, kind of died down a little bit. It was like the more Mm -hmm. time I spent away from Think Gold, that passion kind of dissipated, right? Mm-hmm. But it was still always there. It was like, come back to me, come back to me. Mm-hmm. And um, and and I came back to it. And one thing that I see as as I'm as I see people from all walks of life is that people are always gonna have that passion, right? And it's always gonna be there, but sometimes that light it kind of it kind of dimmers down, right? And if you mm-hmm. choose not to feed it, it just goes away. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think morning moon coaching, if you feed it and water, it can be really amazing. It can be truly mm-hmm. amazing. So I would just Thank say, you. keep it going. Don't stop. Yeah. So now we're going to go into why jump into life coaching? Why now? Let's see. So I'll go back to COVID when I came home from college, uh, March of 2020, and was taking care of my aunt and was kind of like having this, what felt like a quarter life crisis, <laughs> which is so dramatic. But I was like, what do I want to do with my life? What? what's like, what am I doing? What am I going to build? What, what do I want for my future? And I was driving in the car one day and I remember praying and I felt like the Holy spirit just reminded me of this memory when I was coached at this conference. Um, I was volunteering for one year and all of these, like all these dots kind of started connecting. And I started thinking about like, what am I good at? What am I passionate about? Like what makes me excited and what like just like other practical things like do I want to work for myself do I want the flexibility of course I do like do I want I love public speaking I love working one-on-one with people I love personal growth and like seeing people have breakthrough in their life and it like kind of all came together that is when I kind of started like reaching out to certain people I knew that were in the coaching sphere 
and started asking questions like, how did you become a coach? And technically you can become a coach. Like anyone can just coach someone. Right. But I wanted to actually study and like gain more tools to do that for a career. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I have been, so it's kind of been similar to your think gold thing of like, it's been on my mind. I've been studying. There's been times when I kind of ebb and flow and I'm like, eh, like doing less. Um, But just recently I kind of took the step to um, launch my Instagram, which is really exciting and was like kind of a big step for me, even though it might seem small to other people, because on Instagram, I'm not used to being like that coaching type person. I'm used to being, I'm like, act like a fool. You know what I mean? So I'm like, how do I I make this work? But I just did it. And sometimes you just got to do it scared. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, no, that's, I'm so glad you started it. So glad to, uh, to, to really be on board with it with you. Obviously, you know, to be a life coach, you have to go, have gone through life, right? And mm-hmm. I think there's a certain type of credibility, maybe that some people look for in, in a life coach. Um, mm-hmm. But knowing you and and knowing how wise you are, it's like your your wisdom is, is, is way bigger than just how old you are, right? It's not it's not defined by how old you are. Where does that wisdom come from? And and where does that knowledge or that inner, you know, that inner guidance that you have come from that gives you the ability to then go out and, and educate and life coach and mentor people? Mm-hmm. I think it comes from doing a lot of years with the Lord, like just walking side by side with Jesus, as well as like the way my parents raised me. Um, I think the way that people I've surrounded myself with, like that, those have been a huge factor of, of who I am and why I do the things I do. I think um, yeah. the cool thing about coaching is that I don't actually know everything. You know what I mean? Like it actually, I think that is something that a lot of people look at coaching and they're like, okay, great. Give me advice or tell me what to Mm. do. And it actually isn't that at all. And for sure, like my wisdom and my experience comes into play, but it's also about the person and the individual. Um, Like when, for example, like if you want to change, like, are you going to change when someone tells you what to do or when you actually come up with that conclusion and that motivation yourself? And so as a coach, I'm actually helping people um, come up with their own conclusions and their own insights, which then is actually leads to way more change. You know what I mm. mean? No. Yeah. I definitely hear you. It's almost like you're just showing people kind of what they know is true inside and just helping them dig deeper. Right. For sure. And sometimes they don't even know it's there. Like a lot of people don't know their potential and they don't have the tools to live in the way that they wish they could. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, hundred percent. So just helping people along that way. Hmm, that's amazing. Um, if it's cool with you, I want to dive into some of the the topics that that that, that you've touched on on the, your Instagram and kind of yeah. dive into some of those specifics. And so right. I just labeled it like mindset topics, right? Some of the topics that you had on your Instagram. So becoming the version of ourselves we truly desire. Mm. How do we know who we desire to be? Mm, that's a good question. I think you kind of have to ask yourself some questions like, 
And it depends on, I think not everyone has that value of personal growth, Hmm. but if you do, you have to ask yourself, like, first of all, who am I? Like, what are my core values? What, what do I want to, or what am I doing with my life right now? Or am I being someone that someone else would look up to? Hmm. With, like the way I'm living right now, like what am I going to be remembered for? And I feel like those, some of those questions are like kind of what drives me in a way. Um, those are hard questions like, to ask right Yeah, there. right? They're like, very tough oh my God, questions am to I ask. Proud of myself? <laughs> like, am I proud of who I am? Yeah. Those are some serious questions. And I think a lot of us don't sit down and think about those. Like we just live our everyday life moving on years go by and we're like, Oh, what happened? Like, Oh, time goes by so fast. You know what I mean? Mm. But it's like, no, we can actually like sit down and think about who we want to be. And what is that? I guess that looks different for everyone. Like something that is a core value of mine is making people feel comfortable. Like I want to be, enter the room and make everyone feel like they can be themselves. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And I think it's not so necessarily that like we all have to sit down and think that through like, okay, how today, how am I going to like, it's not a strategy. It's not a formula. It's just you being you. And I think everyone has those different strengths. Right. Hmm. And so That's it really cool. depends on the person. Yeah. That's gold right there. That's gold. I know you're saying touched on, you know, sometimes I feel like life can just pass us by. And that was the next topic is sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like life is just, just happening to us. Right. Um, sometimes it feels like, you know, days and days go by and you, you, you look back at those days and you say, was I really present in them? You know, mm-hmm. was I truly being in the moment? Was I truly enjoying like actually living or was I basically just dying? Was I basically just not just subconsciously yeah. just coffee machine, coffee, car, radio, work, go home, right. sleep, repeat. And, and honest to God, that is, that is my biggest fear. Is mm-hmm. literally life pipes passing me by and not like taking advantage of it one, and then not being present and aware enough to realize how beautiful something like a tree is outside. Um, so I know that's something you touched on, Jill. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess the question I would ask you is just any thoughts on that? And then how do we take control of our lives and be more present mm-hmm. of what's going on? How do we stay present? Mm-hmm. That's such a good question. Um, it's funny because I, I get into that same pattern sometimes of like, I am constantly trying to stop myself from thinking about the future. And I'm not saying it's bad to think about the future, but like, sometimes I feel like I'm living in the future. Like before coming to Hawaii, I'm like, all I can think about is Hawaii. And now I'm in Hawaii. I'm like, what's happening next year? I'm like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? I'm like, relax, like just be present and it is easier said than done. And one thing that has helped me so much is journaling. Like I find that there's so much in my mind that I don't even realize until I'm getting it out on paper. And I think that some people are actually uncomfortable with journaling Um, and they're uncomfortable talking about their emotions. They're uncomfortable, like facing themselves, you know what I mean? Or facing what's actually inside, facing what pain they have or facing what's happening right now. And I think journaling is such a good way to decompress and release what's built up and be become aware of where we're at right now. Like that's something I have found that since I've been doing that, I've been doing it on and off for a long time. But when I consistently journal, I 
just in general feel more present. And even last night, I remember I was like walking around and in our like a comp- apartment complex area outside. And I was just like looking around, like you said about the tree. Like I remember that moment we first got here and we first were like touring an apartment and it was like, our eyes had so much awe in them. And now it's like, um, people don't pick up their dogs. People don't, you know, and it's like, I was looking around and I was like, oh my gosh, like I felt that same sense of awe, which was really cool. And I think we can ask the Holy Spirit to help us with that too. Like, Holy Spirit, make me aware. And even in the mornings, like that's a really cool thing to start doing in the mornings. Like, Holy Spirit, help me be present today. Because when we're weak, he is strong. You know what I mean? Like we can access what he has for us. I think sometimes we forget like, oh yeah, we have the Holy Spirit and he can Mm. remind us. And sometimes it sounds like our own mind or our own thoughts, but it's actually the Holy Spirit being like, hey, look at that tree. Like, oh, hey, look at that person I put in your life. Like, you know what I mean? Reminding us of where we are. No, hundred percent. I feel like it's that intentionality too, right? Mm-hmm. Of like just saying to yourself, today I'm going to be present. Yeah. You know, today I'm going to do this. And, and I think that's, I think what you said is, is true. And, and and even, you know, saying those prayers in the morning time and, and truly getting your thoughts out on paper, I think is key. Um, mm-hmm. Journaling is, is tedious. Sometimes, you know, you don't <laughs> want to do it, but I guarantee you when you For start sure. doing it, it starts making sense and you feel 10 times better. And you don't have to do a full on like journal entry, like an hour, just for five minutes, write something down and see where it goes. Thank you guys for listening to the Think Gold podcast with Jill Gorgas. Moving on to part two of the podcast, we're going to go into deeper topics about mindset and some of the philosophy she's talks about within morning moon coaching. I apologize for the poor audio in this second part. We were actually recording over Zoom. And what I didn't realize is when I connected to part two of the Zoom call that I didn't connect to the microphone. So this is my computer audio. I apologize here, guys, but I promise you this is some great content. So please listen. Thank you guys again. Think gold. Let's go. We're on mindset topics. We're talking about mindset topics. Um, Coming the best version of ourselves. How do we know who we truly desire? Sometimes it feels like life is just passing by. You know, how do we overcome that? Um, and the next thing, one of the topics that you touched on was finding your inner child. Right? Mm-hmm. That was one of the topics that you discussed on. And, and I could certainly use help on this, being that I just, quote unquote, work. I'm now working in corporate America. Um, it's, it's hard to find time to play with who I was as a child and connect with that with that. Mm. And, um, it's been especially tough as of late. You know, how does an adult connect with their inner child and why is it important to connect with your inner child or just Mm. discuss what that even is? For sure. I think that something it's just so important that we don't think about is just play and not play in necessarily like going out on a Friday night and getting wasted, which can be fun, (laughs) but more of like, play that's just pure and that fills you and refreshes you in a way that you know work and our routines don't and I think it it really depends on the person for me I love games and I feel like I'm pretty childlike in general and so it's kind of easy for me to just let be like let's play a game you know what I mean 
but it's different for everyone. Like some people, it might just be sitting or going for a run or doing a puzzle or going for a swim or signing up for a new class or painting like a hobby. You know what I mean? I think that Hmm. we sometimes don't leave room for that, but that it's actually super beneficial for our bodies and our mental health and our emotional state. And how do you feel like what, what is play for you? What if you could think about something right now that would be a version of play for you, what would it be? Like playing football, playing, playing sports. Yeah. Podcasting. Cool. And how do you feel after? I feel like more present, honestly. Like going back to right. the last point, I feel more in the moment. Mm. So for, for everyone, it's kind of what, what grounds you. Like something that is pure play that brings a smile to your face and grounds you. And I think that putting that into your schedule, if you have to schedule it in, do it. And it you'll see the impact, you know? Put on your Google Calendar hour for playtime. Yeah. <laughs> playtime. <laughs> um, tips for overcoming negative emotions. Um, we mm. all have negative emotions. That's fear, doubt. You know, right now the biggest thing that people our age and a little younger are facing is, is anxiety. And mm-hmm. I think, especially with social media being such a driving factor in all of our lives, it's hard to get away sure. from it. How do we deal with, first off, I'd say, how do we deal with fear? Let's go with fear first. Mm. And our, not how do we deal with fear? How do you deal with fear, Jill? Mm-hmm. I'm sure you felt some fear going to Hawaii. Uh, oh, yeah. Hawaii. <laughs> well, before I answer that question, can I just say something else? Yeah, of course. So one thing I learned from my counselor, which really changed the game for me when it came to negative emotion was that there actually aren't negative emotions. Like when we put emotions in a category like that, um, we don't need to do that. So for me, I love being joyful. And there was a season where I was feeling a lot of sadness and I was in denial. I was like, why do I feel this way? I wasn't not okay with this. And I'm, I remember like talking to my counselor about it and she was like, the truth is like all emotions are normal. There's not a positive or a negative. There there are emotions that we like feeling like we like to feel more often, but life has ebbs and flows and it's not actually natural to always be happy. And so when we are driving to always be happy and there's a day where we feel really low or depressed or sad or something like that. And we try to escape it. Like that's not healthy. And it's Mm. actually learning that whether we're happy or sad, like the Lord is with us in that we don't have to try and escape to our happiness, but embrace it. And when I learned how to embrace an emotion that I didn't like, or that used to be really negative for me, it like changed my life. Cause I no longer was trying to run away from this sadness, but I was like, okay, why am I sad? What Mm. can I do right now in this sadness? Where is the Lord? Like, where is the Lord right now? Is he sitting next to me? Is he rubbing my back? Is he, you know what I mean? Like, is he praying for me? And asking myself those questions changed my life. But back to fear. (laughs) Wait, hold up. Chills, chills. That was was profound. That's what I was saying. Profound. Wow. That is is so true. Because you feel like, 
oh, why do I feel like this? You get in there like, whoa, why, why do I feel like this? Why is my mind doing this? Oh, and you start beating yourself up instead of being like, hey, like, it's okay to feel like this. It's part right. of the process. It's right. normal. And then that just makes, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. There's just this, this powerful thing when you learn how to embrace an emotion that you're not used to or that makes you uncomfortable. And I think that that is game changing. And for hmm. some people, it's, it's affection. Like some people get really uncomfortable with affection, right? Or they get really uncomfortable with anger or anything, you know? And it's like asking those questions, not just like letting that emotion take over, but sitting down, maybe being alone and asking those questions of like, why do I feel this way? Why hmm. is this happening? What, you know, it's life changing. <laughs> Very life changing. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to bring some more females on this podcast, and I'm so glad that Jill, you're one of the few females that we've had, and you're, we're going to have a lot more. But I'm glad you're kind of setting yeah. the tone here. Um, things that there's a lot of things that I can't speak about, not just about females, but just in general. Um, but I do want to touch about touch on something. Being that I have two little sisters, you know, a lot of mm-hmm. women in my family. Uh, but my two sisters are in high school and and they're on social media all the time, right? Um, the impact, is, there's been studies, the impact that social media is having on women, specifically mm. teenage women, right? And I think there's like this overshadowing cloud effect of anxiety. I'm sure it's paired with the fact that, you know, there's filters and everybody on Instagram looks so beautiful and they look like, you know, made up characters and, yeah. Everybody's just now trying to emulate that, right? For sure. How have you dealt with that, Jill? Being, you know, a woman and, you know, obviously you have social media. How do you deal with that? Oh, <laughs> that's huge. And I think like, especially when it comes to people in high school these days, like it is a completely different world. And we're in our early 20s. So the fact that it's a completely different world from when we were in high school is crazy, like how fast it changes. But I'll be honest, like I have found myself on social media recently and I'm like, my lips aren't big enough. Like I need bigger <laughs> lips. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, so it happens to all of us. Like it happens and it's like, oh, they're so much further ahead than me or, oh, they're look at them. They're so beautiful or, Oh, they're so fit or they're killing life. Like I suck. You know what I mean? It's, and it gets us in this slump of like, I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. And it's like, first of all, I feel like it completely, it can take us out of the present moment and what we have and the great things that are part of our life. You know what I mean? And so for me, when I find myself, scrolling for hours and I know look like for high schoolers I am a firm believer that (laughs) often they're just gonna learn by experience like Hmm. when I was told what to do when I was younger I rebelled right like I'm like I don't want to listen to you so and I have a brother who's in high school and I've learned I have learned like he isn't, he isn't looking for someone to be his third parent. He's actually looking for a friend. 
And so anyways, that's, that's, wow. No, no, that's, that's, that's real right there though. Yeah. I have two that little was... sisters and it's like, I've had to be like, but the moment yeah. I take a step back and I'm just like, chill, let's chill. Yeah. They have such like, a better. What do they need? Like, what did I need when I was in high school? You know what I mean? And it was like, that was totally changed the game for me. Cause first of all, I grew in my relationship with my little brother so much and he actually feels safe to like come and talk to me. And I feel like when you have, I feel like that goes for parents too with their kids. Like if you have that relationship, especially when they're older and they're like in high school, don't you want that relationship where your kid feels safe to come to talk to you and safe to confide in you? Like, I feel like a lot of parents and a lot of families, it's like, and it, I, I mean, I'm no parent, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not one to give like, parental let me, advice. Let me not put that energy out there. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 Lord. Oh, Jesus. But. <laughs> I'm just in the back like. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. But maybe she might three. But anyways. No, but I think for me personally, like what has helped me is to delete the app and honestly if it's for a day like if it's just for a day or if it's for a week like I like to try and challenge myself so I'll delete mm-hmm. the app which I also learned that if you delete TikTok it deletes your draft so I can't do that but <laughs> <laughs> but oh my honestly try to stay off and I find that when I take a day or a week to delete Instagram the amount of times my like instinct is to my, my thumb like goes for the app and I'm like, Oh, it's not there. I'm like, what can I do in this moment? And it just, it kind of lets you just breathe like sometimes. And Mm. social media is awesome for like, I love the creativity that is a part of social media. And I love like laughing and there's so much good for social media, but when it comes to comparison and when I'm at the point where I'm like, Oh, my lips are not good enough. I'm like, okay, there's a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, of course, it's it's just kind of feeling it out and realizing like, okay, I think it takes like some sort of awareness to realize like, oh, is this actually good for my mental health right now? No. Okay, what am I going to do about it? And a lot of people don't go through those questions and they're like, is this good for my mental health? No, whatever. I'll keep mm. doing it. You know what I mean? Or like, whatever. Like, yeah. you know, and so I think that that first thing is kind of wanting. Like, do I want to feel this way? Do I want to feel better? Do I want to feel present? Like, what am I grateful for in my own life? You know? Oh, amen. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Joe. I almost feel like too is, it's like, it's like being a punching bag, right? Mm. And it's like, when are you going to, determine that kind of enough's enough you know or like when are you gonna stop beating yourself up right and it's some people choose to tap out and and get out the ring and others choose to stay in there and keep you know taking those punches and I feel like Mm -hmm. you got to get to that point where it's like enough is enough I'm I'm done comparing you know I'm I'm I love myself you know I'm I'm beautiful I'm beautiful I'm beautiful Uh, Mm -hmm. you know and and I think it's doing that repetitively until you start to actually believe what you're saying is true. Um, mm-hmm. But and going I think back a big to that part. Point, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead. It's like, who, who are you surrounding, surrounding yourself with? Like, 
if all your friends care so much about what they look like and what the persona, the facade that is across, like sometimes I think about, I'm like, I don't even remember what people used to look like. <laughs> like, like, what do they really look like? Like if you're surrounding yourself with people that only care about the surface or only care about like what people perceive of them, it's like, uh, maybe it's time to get some new friends who want to actually live life and like live a life they're proud of and just literally have fun. Amen. Amen. So last question here with the, with the mindset topic. And I think this is probably one of the most important questions that I ask you being that every room that I see you in, I feel like you're authentically showing up like yourself. Right. And Mm -hmm. I think people, um, you know, myself included is, we have a tough time showing up as our authentic versions of ourselves because the fear of one being judged, being outcast. Right. Um, So the question I would ask you is how do you authentically show up and how do others? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so interesting because I used to be the most shy kid. Like I, I was cannot, so I can, I can picture shy. That. <laughs> no, I feel like people think of me sometimes. They're like, she was the one jumping off the walls, which maybe sometimes, but I was so shy in public and I really had to have this like breaking out of my shell moment. And I think that helped me realize like that, people like me like oh people actually like who I really am oh that's who they actually want me to be and it's not so much Mm. about them it's more about me but realizing like the fear of being ourselves is only taking away from everyone and if we were our true self like I think it's kind of this mindset shift of like who do people actually want and the right people like if the wrong if wrong people are around you and they're not supporting who you are and they're that's not right you know what I mean like get them out of here but the right people will support you and love you for exactly who you are um and they'll be verbal about it so it's like you'll know when you're supported and you'll know when you're not and I think my moment was in um there's a couple of different moments and it also depends on the environment right so I had yeah. like a coming, like breaking of shell moment, coming of age. I feel like it was like in youth group. And then I had my moment in high school where like my shell broke off and it was in drama class. And it was like, I was on stage and tons of front of people. And I had this moment where it was just like something about like the lights and like, you can't see anyone where it's like, okay, let me just be stupid, <laughs> which I love doing. And everyone started yeah. laughing and I was like, Oh my God. Like, oh, they—they're not like, laughing at me. Funny. They're laughing maybe with I am me. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but oh I goodness. think, and it, it's still—I'm it, still learning that. Like, even at a new job I started recently, it's like it takes time to feel comfortable to be yourself. And I am—I am honestly envious sometimes of people who are just immediately able to be their complete self I'm like how do they do that and I think it it's normal for it to take some warming up time to people and I'm also the type to observe and like see what people who they are first before I'm 
And I think my true, truest, true self would actually scare people. Three truths <laughs> there. <crazy. laughs> true, true. I don't want to be that true. Just kidding. But no, I think deep down it's about confidence and it's about not, you know, really putting into practice, like not caring what other people think um, when it comes to you being who you are. And like I said, like kind of circling back to the beginning, that is so freeing. And that's the freedom the Lord has for us. Like he created us to be who we are. And if that's quirky and silly, or if that's serious and reserved, or if that's whoever you are, like be it because people want Hmm. that, you know? Yeah, then at the end of the day, you only have one life to do it, right? So yeah, facts. Yeah, that was that was profound again, Joe. That that gave me chills. That motivated me. <laughs> that motivated <Thank> me. <laughs> so I'm gonna go into work tomorrow and start doing some backflips and be my. So. <laughs> I'm gonna start. Ra- I'm gonna start rapping in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. But when you are that way, like when you are yourself. I feel like that's often like say you're struggling to find your people, be yourself and those people will come. And if it's in your office space, like be yourself professionally and you know, there's boundaries in different environments, but be yourself and those people, like everyone's got a little weird in them. I'm convinced like everyone's a little weird and a lot of people are too afraid to show it. And I'm just here to bring that out. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, Jill, I interviewed someone last week on the podcast and it's a completely different type of uh, episode. We we're talking about real estate and building mm-hmm. wealth through real estate. And, you know, he played in the NFL and I asked him, you know, why real estate? And he said, well, you know, I want to pass down something to my family, you know, being mm-hmm. from Trinidad, you know, my family really we didn't grow up with much and I want to leave a legacy, you know, he said, I want to be the Rockefeller of my family where, mm-hmm. you know, there was just one Rockefeller and now there's a ton of them and they're multi, multi billionaire, whatever. But it's not even the fact of a dollar amount. It's more so of like one person made that change for their, the, the rest of their family. Mm-hmm. So now um, it's like that picture, like an image of, you know, someone climbing from up under the ground, right? And you mm-hmm. paved that way for them and you're pulling them up with you. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of see that with kind of what I'm trying to do here with think gold is like, I want to leave something behind at the end of the day and yeah. I want to build something special. And I feel like God also put a calling on me to do something bigger than, than just myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So essentially I like coined that phrase of like, yeah, I want to be the Rockefeller of my family. Not because I, I want to be that. a billionaire, but like, I want to be like the Rockefeller of my family. Yeah, and then I wanted to ask you, is like, do you feel like that that Rockefeller a little bit? Like, do you feel mm-hmm. like kind of like you're you've been chosen to do something? A little bit, I, yeah. I do. I I feel like honestly, I feel like we're all called to that kind of life, like wanting to leave something behind, wanting to live a great life, like wanting people to look back and talk about like you you know what I mean but I think the question is like what is it like what do you want them to talk about and for me I want people to remember me for like how much I loved and how I made Mm. them feel like you I feel like you hear that like people don't remember what you said but they remember how you made them feel and I I think that's something that's really powerful and something that 
I don't know. It, it changes the world, you know, it, yeah. it changes yeah. generations. Hmm. I think people just need that push of like, first off, just like belief, like you can do something. You know, you can yeah. create a legacy, like you can do whatever comes to your mind. Like, why not? <clears throat> you know, if not now, then, then when no. I think, that's like why, you know, we're passionate about what we're doing. And I think like why this conversation is important. Um, but hey, back to moon life coaching, morning moon mm-hmm. coaching. How does one set a session up with you? You know, they learned all this information, you know, they know yeah. you're profound and, you know, you got, you know, I brought on a good guest. So how do they, <laughs> how do they get set up with you, Jill? So you're going to go to Instagram and you're going to follow morningmoon.coaching. And from there, I am soon launching my website. So once I do, you'll be able to set up sessions with me. And I'm super stoked. Got you. And with, I guess yeah. that would be like the best way to reach you. Is that the preferred uh, method of communication for anybody trying to get in contact? Is that Instagram platform? Yeah, Instagram or email at morningmoon.coaching at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Last three questions that I ask every guest. Almost every guest. Fill okay. in the blank here, okay? Three okay. Questions. My greatest joy is last day. <laughs> <laughs> our our greatest battle is fear. Hmm. The world needs love amen 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 (laughs) that's how we end it right there that was a great podcast that's how we end it right there jill i appreciate you coming on the podcast of course god bless you and this was truly 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 amazing yeah thank you so much ivory so fun Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.